Hey guys, this is Doc Huffpower, founder of the Business of Dentistry and host of the Dear Doc podcast. Today, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our sponsors. 4G Dental Labs has been a sponsor of the Business of Dentistry for over two years now. They're a family-owned business located here in Houston, Texas. They're fast, they're reliable, but best of all, they provide affordable quality. They're just plain, honest, good people. For our TBOD members, for your first 20 crowns, every fifth one will be free. Contact 4G Dental Labs at 833-682-8901. Again, that's 833-682-8901. Or you can mail or even just stop by. Jeff Guidi, the owner, would be glad to see you. Welcome to the Dear Doc Podcast where we will discuss the business of running a dental practice with a panel of experts. Now, your host, Dr. Christopher Hoffpower. Hey guys, this is Doc Hoffpower from the Dear Doc Podcast here in my studio in Alvin, Texas. And today I am introducing Dr. Christy Lee. Now, Dr. Lee is a pediatric dentist. She has a new startup in or near Seattle, Washington right now. And Dr. Lee is an advocate for CareStack. She's been using them in her practice since it began. So we're going to ask her a few questions. But first, Dr. Lee, how the heck are you? How's the weather out there? I'm doing well. Um, I'm excited that it's finally spring. Actually, weather-wise, funny story. This week, we've had in one single day, snow, hail, rain, and oh, sunshine my, happen. So it's been my goodness, if you don't like the weather, back. wait five minutes, right? So I think they're confused. Seattle hasn't decided what it wants to be. Well, you, you guys are living. You guys are living in the only temperate rainforest in the world, aren't you? Um, Seattle, Portland area. Um, I, I, you know, be honest, I'm actually not from Seattle, so I don't know too much about it. Um, but yes, we do get a good amount of rain here. Um, but I'm excited for the summer, spring and summer, because I do think it's like the most beautiful place here. So fantastic. So um, real quick, talk to us a little bit about your journey into dentistry. What brought you into dentistry? I mean, was this like kind of a family business where your parents dentists? Uh, did something happen when you were a kid or is it just like one day you woke up and you're like, hey, I want to drill and fill? Um, sure. My journey into dentistry actually started when I was a pediatric dental assistant after undergraduate. So I was deciding between like, what path to take um, if I was going to go to med school and a colleague or friend of mine from college actually thought maybe dentistry would be a good fit for me. So I decided to take time off after undergrad and actually um, work in an office and really learn about the field because um, I actually did not have any family or know about dentistry too much besides just personal experiences from going to the dentist. And I've always had a love for children. So definitely thought about pediatrics, um, but it's really in that environment where I really felt like all the pieces came together of my different interests. And I think that's what held me back from med school too, is just that I really love like the patient interaction, the long-term care. I'm very pro-prevention as well. And I just love that from start to finish, I can be part of a patient's journey versus um, I felt like in medicine a little bit more, I may be taking care of one specific issue or seeing them for a short shorter um, time period. And so that, and then, so patient care wise and my style of practicing and what I um, am passionate about in terms of healthcare being really pro-prevention, that really aligned. 
And then I also loved just the creativity and the artistic side and then the ability actually to own your own practice too. And so when I learned a little bit more about dentistry, I thought it was a perfect fit. So I continued on and then went to dental school um, and then in the East Coast. And now I'm in Seattle Wow, because my husband's from Portland. So Well, I was going to say, how did you end up all the way out there? And that, that explains yeah. things. So what do you, what does your yeah. husband do, Christy? Um, he actually works at the children's hospital here. So he's a um, pediatric GI physician. So that's yeah. amazing. So you guys both get to, t- get to, uh, get, get to treat the little ones. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of young women and, and more and more young men are choosing dentistry because of the fact that it allows you to have some sort of work-life balance and actually have a family and enjoy them. So right. I, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I, I support the idea. <laughs> That's it. A little bit more predictable hours though. For Absolutely. Sure. Well, talk to me a little bit about what it is that you have found in opening your new practice? What have you, what have your biggest struggles been? And did you purchase a practice or did you open a scratch startup? Sure. So I actually went the scratch startup route. So we're a brand new office. Yes. Exciting. So we built it from well, an existing space um, that was empty shell basically. And so we did the whole build out though during a pandemic. So that's been fun. Um, but okay. no, it's been a great journey. So no, absolutely. I like to tell um, people it's the scariest and yet most rewarding thing you'll ever do is to do a scratch startup because it really is. I mean, it's scary, particularly goodness in the pandemic. You had to be thinking, <laughs> what have I done? I know. No, absolutely. I started the process and the thought and, you know, getting some things aligned pre um, and I had bank applications in and everything right in March and then everything shut down. So that was fun. Um, so it's definitely been interesting to kind of open during this time, but we're definitely thankful to be where we're at now and we're finally open. So that's exciting. I imagine. Well, congratulations on that journey and overcoming that huge, what could have been a stumbling block for many. So talk to me a little bit about your practice. How many chairs do you have? Um, what days of the week do you guys open? And, and, and what is your philosophy of practice? Sure. In terms of the practice right now, since we're a startup, I'm open two days a week and I still associate for a different practice as well. So that keeps me busy. Um, But we open two days a week, but I have a rotating schedule so that we can offer more days open for our patients to have. So I do like two days. I do every other week of some similar schedule. So um, and so that's what we do for schedule wise. And then in terms of my, we, um, it's about a 2000 square foot practice. And I decided, especially opening during this time allowed me to kind of think through a little bit more. So I definitely have a little bit more wider operatories and space. Um, and so I went with five chairs, we've plumbed all, but, um, we have three, so two in the open bay, we call it, or a hybrid open bay, I call it, and then two private rooms. So I have three chairs that we're running right now. So. Excellent. Well, I have to say, as someone who doesn't love to treat or didn't love whenever I was doing clinical dentistry to treat kids in my practice, I think that you guys are the most amazing dental specialty there is because these kids need treatment, but they don't need it here. (laughs) No, no, I love them. No, it's definitely a unique population, but so fun to be part of. So absolutely. absolutely. So whenever you were doing your startup, at what point did you say, you know, I think I don't want to have to spend a whole bunch on computers. 
I, I, I want to do CareStack. What made you make that decision? Where had you heard about them? And, um, and what was that like, just the initial conversation? No, absolutely. I think even prior to learning about CareStack itself as a, um, as a program, as a patient management software, I definitely am pro-technology and forward-thinking and trying to plan for the future. I think especially as a startup, when you have the chance to design um, what you want, right, from the very beginning versus you know, um, inheriting already something and then trying to make it in, make it work. Um, so I really started with the vision of what I wanted now and then what in the future and to have the ability um, to make that happen. And so I was definitely looking for a cloud-based program. Um, I definitely looked at other programs as well. And that was what was hard because CareStack was brand new to me. I had actually never heard of it, never used it. And as a dentist, I'm sure, you know, like we like things we're comfortable with. So that was definitely something that I really had to work through and really think about. Um, but I came, kept going back to the main things that I really wanted. And that was really a cloud-based program. And so, um, and then I started there and then I found, found CareStack that way. So. Fantastic. Now, did you find CareStack through just searching on the internet to find them or, or what? Sure. So um, I don't know what it was, but maybe it was just meant to be, but I did hear about it through different Facebook groups. And then there were a few colleagues, pediatric colleagues in, um, in particular that also started to share about it a little bit. And so I kept hearing about it. I honestly wasn't, it was not on my radar at all initially um, in the beginning, but it all happened at once where I kept hearing about it from different avenues. So from different startup based kind of Facebook groups and then different colleagues. And then I did a demo and then started the conversation directly with them to learn more. So. So talk to me a little bit about the process of getting started. Um, what, what savings that you ended up having over a traditional like Dentrix or, you know, Eagle, Eaglesoft or Keystone or what have you. And also, sure. What were your biggest dilemmas and problems in actually going with a cloud-based system? Sure. Okay. So let's start with savings. I will be honest, I'm a brand new owner, so I don't actually have all the knowledge, like I'm sure a lot of listeners and, you know, a lot of my colleagues have about comparison. So for me, I just based it kind of what made sense to me. Um, I do feel that I'm getting savings in the fact that I don't, I probably do have less different companies I'm working with in terms of add-ons. And so let's say, for example, I was considering Open Dental, right? Um, and then a lot of other, which I did demo and an interview and everything, other platforms that I had to integrate with it. And so um you know, if you do all the comparisons there, I'm sure, you know, if you combine all the third party programs with it, I'm sure there's some savings in that regard as well. Um, another big part, and this is one that I tangibly I thought about was definitely the IT department in terms of not having a server and um, also in conjunction with just not just the server itself, but ongoing IT costs and then updates and things like that. Um, and the big thing for there, I think savings wise is a little bit of peace of mind knowing it was truly cloud-based and not on my own property um, in terms of taking care of. And so I think those were the big things like that I thought through in terms of savings wise. Um, and then in terms of dilemma, I think it really 
evolves around being newer and having less people who knew about it, how to use it. Um, and then also team members, right, with staff. So you'll hear on resumes or even ads out for hiring, they're like, oh, experience with or looking for, right? And I knew that wouldn't be something that I was looking for, someone that has care stack experience, right? And I felt that and, and myself as well. And so I think that was the big thing, just using, um, having the comfort level of going in with something brand new for everyone, myself included and team members, so... Yeah. Absolutely fantastic points. So my next question, obviously, I, and I'm sure you can even predict it, is how much use have you gotten out of CareStack University and their training program for CareStack for both yourself and your team? And what have you learned? Sure. And, you know, it may be different than CareStack's intent. So, but I will just share kind of what worked for me. I think I utilized, I've had the piece of my knowing CareStack, having CareStack University prior to opening and before we really went live, I would say. It really gives you a glimpse of what it can do, get you comfortable and learn a little bit about the program. Um, and so I found it very useful there. And then, you know, you can go through it on your own time. And then I used it since I was a startup pre-opening, I hired, right? Um, and then I wanted to do various trainings with them, not just on the patient management software side, but other things, but I did incorporate this into. And so they had an opportunity at least themselves also, because that was a big fear for them as well. This is a new system, even though we weren't changing from something, which I think could be more daunting too, um, but they all were like, this is totally new, right? And so just at least letting them know you have this and they kind of got to like tiptoe into a new platform is where I found the most benefit for me in terms of the actual structure of CareStack University. Um, and then for me, I think the biggest benefit has been um, their thought process and their planning into their implementation program with partnering us up with someone directly from CareStack individually. And I think that's the biggest benefit I've had um, is the fact that they do have someone for me that walks me through and it's structured, right? They have a schedule set up um, and that they've, what they've have found has worked for onboarding other clients. And so I think I'm definitely thankful for that. So that's been the biggest plus for me. So that was actually going to be my next question is how have the success team aided you in your implementation? And that that's good to hear. I hear a lot of great things about them. Maria, I don't know if you've gotten to work with her directly, but goodness, that woman is so smart. And she really, really knows the product and she knows how to run a practice. So I think she's an invaluable asset. So I actually tell every new startup when they're talking about what programs they're going to choose, I say, look, you need to look at Open Dental. You need to look at Care stack. I really think that those were two really smart things for you to look at. But as we both know, pediatric has some unique needs and some special things that you guys do that no one else does. Talk to me a little bit about um, the flexibility within Care Stack, what was great and worked for you, and what they could do to improve. Because as you know, they always, always, always listen to input. So if there's something that they can do for more pediatric dentists, I'm sure they'll implement it. No, absolutely. Um... Let's see, it's pediatric specific that I found useful. Um, I think the for me, tr things have to be quick and just things are so fast paced in pediatrics. And then um, as a provider that is 
about options and um, prevention and giving parents um, options and and I think, let's say this, we have a lot of treatment plans, okay, where you can have option A, option B, right, depending on the situation, especially in this era of like minimally invasive dentistry, where, and then of course, also behavior dependent, um, where we may have as well as so treatment options, as well as if we're utilizing a different modality, um, like adjunctively as like general anesthesia or sedation. So it's just a lot to go through and present to the parent. And I love that it's simplified in terms of the treatment planning where I found it easy to um, separate and create those options for parents um, in a quick way with different quick buttons and just the layout of it. And so that's helped organize it in a certain way. And I think I, I like organizations and systems. And so that's been helpful for me um, that I actually didn't realize prior um, to actually implementing it that I would really utilize a lot or it's just like having these different options that I would have to present to parents so that uh, when the treatment plan is presented from our patient care coordinator side, it is all laid out there as, and it makes sense for them a little bit more. And so I've utilized that a little bit more in terms of like the pediatric side. Um, and then I do love that it's just very customizable. Um, I think that was a hurdle for me, I'll be honest, in the beginning, because when things are very- There's so many choices. There's so many choices. Yeah. You're like, what so do that, I do? Right. <laughs> and it takes time. And so I mean, and I think Karastek warned me and um, does a good job of being honest about it. And so I think, again, when you're thinking about different programs, that's something to realize. So there may be, you may have other programs, and I don't know which ones, but that may seem like more streamlined or this is looks good this is what you get right um with Carestack, they that's what they're great at is make, making it have a lot of options allow you know allow you to customize things uh, but that takes time to create <laughs> so just to know that and prepare yourself for that give yourself enough time to do that um and so there's work involved but i think for a person like myself that does like to customize things, um, I do like. So like that I have control over that, whether it's like the forms or just the layout of, like you were saying for pediatrics, I like really being able to put what type of quick buttons are there for charting to make things simplified and quick for my assistants and um, things like that. So Yes. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. I'm glad I asked that question. I mean, you just lit up on that one. So oh, I'm, okay. a huge, I'm a huge efficiency person and a systems person. I, I think that every dentist needs to learn that lesson from corporate. Um, you can bring the care into the office yourself, but you have to learn the systems. You have to create them. So one of the things that I like the most about it is that there is one way and only one way to get to every single thing in Dentrix and in you know, EagleSoft and a couple of the programs that I've used, there are 10 or 12 different ways to get to the exact same screen. And what ends up happening is your front desk will tell you, and I don't know if you, if you worked before you opened your practice or not, but your front desk will say, well, let, let me look at that ledger. And she'll go through like three clicks. And you're like, man, in the back, when I have to do that, it's like seven clicks. I need to learn that trick. And then you say, well, open up the, open up the chart. And you're like, 20 clicks later, she's got the chart on. You're like, how do you guys even work up here? And you try to show them your way, but they're so ingrained in that old way that they were taught for their position that that's the way they do it. And sometimes you have someone who's cross-trained that goes up there and that creates a fiasco, right? And it's just highly, highly inefficient 
it's, it's like I tell Dennis, it's more important to be productive than to be busy. You don't want your team busy. You want them productive. And I think that CareStack does a great job with that. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. This is the wonderful thing about working with CareStack as a sponsor for the business of dentistry, um, is that they do allow me to ask questions like this. And like, like, you know, we're airing this directly onto the Facebook page. We're not editing anything at this point. So, and speaking of which, guys, if you have any questions for Dr. Lee, please go ahead and drop them into the comment section below, and we'll try to get to them as quickly as we possibly can. Can't make any promises, but um, it, options there. So what, getting back to the question I was going to ask you, is your least favorite or was your least favorite thing about working with CareStack? Talk. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I think in the beginning, um, what I mentioned earlier um, was because it's so customizable. Um, I struggle, and I also say they've have um, launched updates on this. So some of this happened prior, but let's say um, care notes, because um, notes are super important for me. And I am, I am the style to have a lot of detail. And then I also wanted to make it as easy as possible for assistance and everything. Um, so it took a lot of work, right, to um, program, I would say some of the things like the care notes or um, forms itself because it is like line by line it's a little bit like I, again I'm not I don't have a computer background in terms of like coding and everything but there's a lot of logic they call it um, to make certain things work to so that the end product is super simple like push a button right um, so to get to that point it takes some effort and I think some of it can be confusing um, but I will say they have implemented things to kind of merge notes so that was the thing I wanted to really I think what in my mind what I wanted and the ease of use of it later for my assistants to get to that point what I wanted was something complicated on the programming end and so I think things like that um, just because yeah you have so many options and then you have to kind of put in the work to make it happen um, so that was the thing that I think um, I would say um, but I will say I've been quite happy with the product. Um, and I, you know, I don't have any regrets going this route. Um, and so that was early on, um, when, yeah, you implement it, but I have had a lot of support along the way. So that's something I'm truly thankful for. Um, but that would be one thing just to, I wish, I wish it could just happen if, but I know it, it requires the work, right? So, <laughs> Hey guys, now a quick word about our sponsor. I'm really excited to announce that we've partnered with United Medical Credit to offer an exclusive deal just to TBOD members. Now, United Medical Credit is a patient financing provider with unique waterfall lending process. It allows them to approve a much wider range of applicants. In fact, the widest range of applicants in the entire field. I've been using United Medical Credit in my practice for a couple of years now, and I'm seeing great results. They really speak for themselves. I see at least 30% increase in the number of patients who are actually approved whenever going through UMC. And the best part is patients are accepting treatment. More acceptance, more patients means more revenue. 
Right now, they're offering TVOD members a special discount of 0% merchant fees until the end of the year. That's right, until the end of 2021, you get 0% merchant fees charged. And they're gonna give you a 30% discount for life after that. Now, if you wanna claim this offer for your practice, go to www.unitedmedicalcredit.com forward slash TBOD, or as always, you can go to Dockoff Investments, click on the deal section, look up UMC, and register. Thanks a lot, guys, and UMC, thanks for sponsoring. Yeah, uh, you're you're absolutely right there. And as a person who does have a bit of a, a computer and programming background, you put your finger exactly on the right statement. To make things easy later <laughs> and to make them simple is very, very complicated on the front side. I, I bet you definitely got an appreciation for the the programming that went into the rest of the program. <laughs> Yeah, no. So how responsive were they? You said there were updates that fixed a lot of the concerns that you had. How responsive did you find CareStack was when it came to working with and around the issues that you're talking about? Sure. No, I do feel um, heard when um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, they probably track it. I probably reach out to their support team a lot. Uh, especially being new um, and just learning the business end of things and the administrative end of things. I think um, I'm definitely thankful they are willing to help, um, but I, they are very good at following up with even um, active tickets, which is something that's great. So I do realize a lot of these requests involve technology, um, involve um creating new things to make it work, right? Versus just telling me how to fix something, but these are more enhancements, right? And so, um, but I do appreciate that they have somebody that follows up with us and then they do continually put up updates. Um, of course, we wish it was like tomorrow, but I'm realistic, so. <laughs> I, I bet I bet actually writing a lot of those forms, it sounds like you did what I did, which is to create um, a very, very sophisticated nested macro for notes, if then statements in between them. And it's like, okay, if this is happening, click this, if this is happening, click this. And then basically right. you've got six or seven fields that they have to fill out in the actual operatory, but you get the information that you want every single time and it's entered the way you right. want it. So right. <laughs> I, th I think that's a fantastic thing about uh, the way that CareStack works with those, with those notes. Um, so talk to me about your favorite feature, because we, we talk about a lot of things that CareStack sure. has that it, it does, sure. um, but I'll be frank with you, it does so much. And it honestly, it overlaps so many different services. I always like to know what your favorite was, and it's almost never what mine are. So yeah, no, so I think that sure. I would say one, two main things. And I think my um, team would say, being a startup and being new to the business side of things, I think the biggest thing I feared is I'm so um, new to it are um, insurance and claims, right? And the billing portion. And so having zero background um, on that aspect, I feel like one, the implementation team and kind of walking me, th me through, but the claims process is quite simple. Um, and it, I'm coming from an eye where I haven't actually seen that in different programs. And so, and maybe that's to my benefit where I didn't have an idea of how it should be or what I was used to. Uh, but what I do know is 
um, I can do it in this program and I feel okay about it. Okay, so meaning it's simple enough for me to figure out and I have been able to. And so that's been reassuring that I'm able to pretty quickly submit a claim and process payments. And so I'm thankful for that. Um, and so that's, I think, a feature that they've designed well because I'm able to do it in, in a simple way. Um, and then another thing would be like the engagement part that we do really love about um, in terms of just that the text messaging and everything is very integrated with the platform and saved. And I think that's, uh, and that was big for me too, just moving forward, you know, we all get texts from everywhere and I really wanted that to be integrated and simple for everyone involved. Um, and so that's something like my team's been able to pick up really well and loves as well that things are automated. You can create different campaigns, reminders, everything like that. And that's a feature we use like all the time. So, yeah. so one of the things I like about that and I like about the integrated services is that it, even whenever you've got a third party program that does it and does it well, your team still has to learn the way the programmers think. And I know you know what I'm talking about here because you, you mentioned it earlier. So as they're going through it, they have to learn, well, where would these people put this feature? Where would these people put this feature? And once they've been trained in CareStack and they're using any of these alternatives, you know, whether it be insurance filing, which by the way, guys, CareStack mm -hmm. also offers insurance verification and filing on your behalf. You might want to check into that if you are like Dr. Dr. Lee said, if you're a little bit nervous about those claims. But the really cool thing is, is it, the, the training goes downhill. It, it's easier and easier as you implement more and more because it's all the same exact language and all the same exact menus. So last thing, mm -hmm. as you're sitting here back two years now from implementing this, starting your practice, if you have someone, two last things actually, if you have someone that's just starting up a practice and they're going to do what you did and they're going to do what I did, they're going to jump in with both feet off the cliff, not even knowing if there's rocks or sharks or whatever, or water even, you know, uh, what would you tell them to think about your top 10 things that you wish you had thought about, top 10 things you're glad you've thought about? Mm -hmm. And then I want you to close by making a call out to the most helpful person at CareStack over your experience? Okay, there was a lot there. So I might have to, um, so 10 things, can you say that again? So I'll, I'll go point by point. Okay. <laughs> Top 10 things you didn't think about, but you wish you had in your startup practice. Okay, and really just in general or um, that I wish that I didn't think about. Um, uh, Let's see. In terms of, I guess, team members, finding team has always been, um, you know, a tough one, right? And so just kind of thinking through the timeline of that and who you need and being prepared for that. Um, I probably, so I, sh so I actually used a consulting firm to kind of help me guide through the timeline of things. But even with that, I think I underestimated um, at the finish, like right when you're opening, um, just the amount of things you need to do, right? Um, and so if I, I do wish I got a head start on certain things in that I would be using in the practice, like kind of like I mentioned with forms and everything like that and just system development. Um, 
you do have downtime, right? When you're starting brand new um, and people always say, oh, utilize that time, et cetera. But um, I, I wish I pushed myself even prior to opening a little bit more to implement certain things and create certain things. Um, I think that would have helped me um, a little bit as well. I think you just underestimate how overall of all these 10 things would be like underestimate how much is going on and what you're doing, um, you know, and you are doing all the things like when you start, right? You're all the departments that exist in a company, right? And so just tackle each department, but kind of earlier on. Um, I think for me, the build out phase, um, my timeline was probably a little bit different than a lot of people's because it was dragged out. And so I lost a little bit of time and then thinking I pacing myself throughout right so it was kind of like slower um, but that's when I should have worked on other things I could have later um, when I had the downtime and then like all of a sudden it's like everything's happening at once right and so just kind of pacing myself a little bit better there um, would have been kind of one of the yeah main things I would have worked on so I don't know if I can list all 10 but I think it evolves around that so I love it. I love it. And and guys, whenever you're looking at the things that you can be doing during your downtime, I know that the number one thing I was doing was panicking uh, because I was a new practice owner and I had a face sure. in the chair. So uh, the, the number one thing that you can do is you can actually think about how you want things done and write it down. Um, systemization of every single process in your office is so important and you never have that time again. People, you if you're in a new startup, you're scared to death, you don't have enough patience in the chair, they will come, believe me. And you should be taking your time to make sure that when they get there, you can deliver. So, so Dr. Lee, talk to me a little bit, who did you use consulting wise? And do you recommend them? I do. Um, so I used um, ideal practices. Um, I don't think that's for everyone. Um, and they have their strengths as well. And um, I think for me, it worked out um, in terms of what I went through just with this, just guidance, especially during a pandemic, right? Um, and so I am thankful for that. I think for me, on this end, being realistic, though, and, you know, I'm definitely an open book. Um, you know, I think it depends on where you're located to, like in terms of in the country, I think there would be um, pros and cons like to using benefits and not using someone or a consulting group or not, depending on your area too. Um, and then your knowledge and your connections within that community. So um, yeah, and lately I feel like there are a lot of resources out there for everyone to tap into as well. Um, and so network with your own colleagues in your area, start there. Um, I think for me, like I said, I did get guidance during this like period with pandemic and everything. And so um, it was helpful in that way. Um, but I know some of my colleagues locally, yeah, like, you know, reach out to me a lot now that they know I've been through it. And I think that can be helpful too. So not oh, absolutely. And, and Jamie is a great guy. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's a lot of fun to hang out with. So um, is there anything about this whole experience, either your startup. Oh, wait, no, we were supposed to go to the 10 things that you. There we go. 10 things. I know there was a lot there. So. 10 you, the 10 things you did do correctly uh, okay. and you want everyone to know about. That I did do correctly. Um, let's see. 
Mm, I would say, I, I know I mentioned team. I think That's team. I would say I. I'm not sure. Are we good? The monitor. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, one thing is starting with your vision in place. I think that really helped ground me in terms of, and I think it starts there before you do anything, because. Um, a lot of companies get thrown at you, a lot of different ideas get thrown at you, um, even along the way. Um, and can, you know, can I, I jump in on that one? That is so important, folks. Look, here's the deal. I'll tell you through the first year of my practice, I got out, I had very, very solid ideas. I had a business plan in place. I knew what I wanted. And then I let other dentists crap on my ideas. I was right the whole time. I'm so much more successful than any of them now because I finally sucked up and I said, you know what? I was right to begin with, but it cost me a year of success. Sure. Live your ideas, live your dreams, live your plans. Just make sure they make sense and don't listen to other dentists' negativity. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, no, I think it, it starts there and I always go back to that, right? When things are going to go up and down, things are going to happen. Um, but I think just especially as a startup, you know, there's a reason why you did it, right? Why you went that route. And so to really go back to that vision and that's how you start and make your decisions and how you select programs and where you want to be. And so I think having a solid vision and, you know, being remind yourself of it because you can get lost in that too, in the moment, in the day to day, things happen, get busy. Um, but that, and that led me to like my team and just really investing in your team and um, the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Um, and so that was truly important. I think those are the things that I did well in terms of really laying that vision out for myself, my team, and then trying to find people that um, can help me carry that out and believe in that. I'm um, a yeah, big believer in the importance of people. Um, and so I think that would be, um, those are two big ones. And I think being prepared for the future too, just planning ahead um, and not getting so caught up on just in the, the now and what's going on, especially as a startup. Um, but like you said before too, so I'm actually only less than six months in, um, but you know, just know like it, it takes time, but it will build and just have confidence in yourself and kind of believing in your ability and believing in what you're there to do. And so I think those are things I've done well is just that keeping myself grounded, trying not to, like you said, freak out too much and just keep going. And um, yeah. And, and, and folks, then, that's, that's harder than it sounds. It really, really <laughs> is much harder than absolutely. it sounds. Absolutely. Right. Um, and then challenging yourself. I think um, I'm a believer like we, you know, you learn probably a lot more after school, right, um, than you do just during. So just to kind of remind yourself of that. And that's challenging yourself to continually learn and train. And I think that's something that I'm passionate about um, doing and so that I can pour that out into my patients and serve better. So kind of all evolves around that. So Absolutely. I, you and I agree on so much. I wish I'd met you earlier. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have told you at least some of this stuff. So guys, look, here's the deal. If you're a new grad and you're just getting out of school, you should know something and this is going to frighten you, but don't let it. You've just spent $500,000 or more so that you could learn to just basically not kill people. That's all you know right now. Get some good solid CE under your belt and you're going to become an amazing doctor. And you know how I know that? 
Because if you're the kind of person who wants to learn more than you learned in school and you realize that deficit, that shows your character. So go out there and learn, but don't be depressed. Don't feel like it's a failure whenever you don't know everything when you get out because guys, you know, so little, <laughs> I mean, what, what's the learning curve? You're, you're, you're how, how long out of school now? And what have you learned? Um, I graduated in 2010. So from dental school. So yeah, 12 years. Amazing. I know. And I'm learning new things now. I'm, and it's exciting though. Um, and, you know, things evolve, technology evolves, our field is evolving. We're learning so much. And I think just nothing, you know, the only constant thing is change. Right. And so, right. And so just knowing that it's, yeah. And accept it and then keep going. So. Well, yeah. And, and some, something to know is that when you're in dental school, the old saying is that you can have, you can pick your opinions, but you can't pick your facts. And that's not necessarily true because dental professors pick their facts. They choose to ignore good research in lieu of their private theories. Um, challenge everything. Okay, last question. Sure. In all of your long road to get here, was there one shining star that you want to make a call out to that if they see this podcast, you say, hey, so-and-so, thank you so much. What you did for me helped me so much mentally or helped me to organize or whatever. Sure. I mean, I think, um, yeah, in my whole career, like the person I go back to really is um, the person I worked for as a dental assistant. He really laid out. So he's a pediatric dentist. He's now retired and his, his daughter, his daughter has taken over, but just really laid out what the profession can do um, for others and for kids, like just his caring heart. And yeah, that's really what inspired me, honestly, was just the fact of the type of practice he had and how much he cared and what we can do through this profession that we have, really. it's um, I know there's a lot of things that go on with this and profession and the say it, but we really, um, it's, it's, for me, I've grown to love him more and more, actually. So, um, and he kind of started that for me. So, yeah. Perfect way to end the interview. Guys, if you'd like to know more about CareStack, I put a link for you to make an appointment with them. Just say, hey, look, this is what I want to know. This is what I do. How can you help? Um, maybe it's a fit. Maybe it's not. But if you don't look, you never, you never know. So, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for joining us today. And um, really always scary to get on a podcast or something like that where you've not done it before and you don't know the person well. So uh, I think you comported yourself pretty darn, pretty darn uh, gracefully under fire there. So thank you very much for your time. And uh, guys, thank you for joining us here on the Deer Doc podcast and give CareStack a try. Night folks. Do you feel like you are wasting your time and money marketing your dental practice? The fact is most marketing companies are not focused on your best interests. They focus on their profit. At Art of Dental Marketing, our engagements are month to month, allowing you a low risk and foundational level to build trust as we build real solutions. Right now, TBOD members can enjoy exclusive discounted pricing on our ultra fast websites and local SEO services. Visit us online at artofdentalmarketing.com or call us at 913-214-8502.
Thanks for listening to the Dear Doc Podcast, your source for the business and legal questions associated with your dental practice. Don't forget to subscribe to the Dear Doc Podcast on all major platforms.